The scripture reading for today is Romans 1, 27 through 32. In the same way, the men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Men committed shameful acts with other men and received in themselves the due penalty for their error. Furthermore, just as they did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God, so God gave them over to a depraved mind so that they do what ought not to be done. They have become filled with every kind of wickedness, evil, greed, and depravity. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, and malice. They are gossips, slanderers, God-haters, insolent, arrogant, and boastful. They invent ways of doing evil. They disobey their parents. They have no understanding, no fidelity, no love, no mercy. Although they know God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve death, they not only continue to do these very things, but also approve of those who practice them. Romans chapter 1, the Apostle Paul talks about who he is. Then he talks about wanting to go and visit him. And and he came, and then then the next part of the section, he was talking about uh, the wrath of God that's been poured out on the godlessness and the wickedness. We're going to come back to that in a little bit. Just, Just stay with me here. And he talks about in verse 20, since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, everybody sees. That means whether you're born again or or not, you know know about the um, changing of the seasons. Fruit comes on, fruit is harvested, worlds, you know, this, you know about the weather and God in charge of the the storms and the moisture and the sun and the the climate and no you and I, I I wish we had authority over the climate we don't God is in charge of the climate so his qualities his invisible qualities has been seen by every human being that was born into this world, his invisible qualities. Did you know God had invisible qualities? Did you know that 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 if there was no book ever written about God, you still knew about his invisible qualities? Why? Because we're made in the image of God, even though we're fallen. So he talks about that. He talks about how we became fools. And then we come to this passage of Scripture where he deals with the nature of the authority of sin and where it takes us. Now, we talked about James last week, chapter 1, verse 13. And we talked about how we, we are dragged in a way and enticed by our desires of our flesh. And then when that that is full-grown, it produces sin. And when that's full-grown, it produces death. We talked about that. It was in James. Well, now we come to a situation where Paul is talking to the Roman people who for 
decades, if not hundreds of years, have lived in a world of darkness. In the 1950s, mid-1950s, when I was born, when I was a baby, I was born into a society where the light of Christ was apparent and very clear. We, we could, uh, I could understand in the existence of God. I never questioned the existence of God. It was made very clear to me by the literature, the songs, in those early 50s, in the early 60s. It was very, very apparent to me that there was a creator. And, and we talked about it. My, my mom, which never took us to church, but twice in her life, before I was a senior in high school, we talked about God. She taught me the prayer, now I lay me down to sleep. You know that prayer? Neat prayer. So I was raised in a society where the light of God was apparent. Well, since that period of time, the philosophies of this world have interrupted the light of Christ. And my children and my children's children, and I have now children's children's children, are not living in a society of light. They are living in darkness. And darkness in a society is a very dangerous thing. Because truth is not predominant. In the 1950s, truth was All you had to do is watch movies. The movies that came out of the 40s, out of the time of the war, they talked about God, they talked about heaven. There were movies about people who died and went to heaven. That doesn't exist anymore. Now we have movies about demons fighting with people. You know what I'm talking Video games are about murder. It's a world of darkness. Sensuality is off the chart. Women are taught to be sensual. Men are taught to be macho. And the goal is to have sexual immorality. Well, can you imagine? Now, this only happened from the mid-50s to now. Okay. Can you imagine living in a society where hundreds of years truth was not recognized, reason was king, and, and what we call doctrine was their philosophy? Because in Rome there were lots of philosophers. And the philosophers taught people how to deal with life. But there was no moral fiber to philosophy it was based the the moral fiber in philosophy is reason if you can reason it it must be right so now people pursue homosexuality and they pursue the occult they pursue greed depravity is the nature of our society not light Jesus taught over and over again that we will be, when we know Christ, the light of the world and the salt of the earth. That's what he taught. Paul 
Paul, when he met these people, shared the gospel with them. They gave their life to Jesus Christ. He knew that they were born again, but they lived in darkness because their minds and souls had been indoctrinated in the world, the flesh, and the devil. So this, this is written to Christians. <laughs> I'm going to have Greg hold this up for me. No, I'm just kidding, Greg. It was not indoctrinated. There was no atmosphere. They could, by the way, there was no Baptist church on the corner of, the, of Rome. Appian Way had no... Baptist church. There was no Catholic church. There was no Episcopalian church. There was no Brethren church. All there was was temples of prostitution, vomitorians where you'd ate and threw up, and there was the Colosseum where you killed people. Aren't you glad they don't kill people on Super Bowl Sunday? Let's stop and think about it. That's the way they had Super Bowl Sundays, but they went and killed all the pagans, what they called infidels. So, what is this section about? He is taking the societal norm. Oh, by the way, they trained their children. When, when the boys and girls got old enough, when the boys got old enough, they took them by the hand and they took them to worship the goddess Diana and taught them how to live in adultery and fornication, child abuse. When they had girls, they thought it was a sacrificial thing to take an infant girl to the temple. Is Mabel born yet? Can you imagine Mabel, the child that's on the way any time now, how, how, what, that, that mom and dad would say, okay, let's wrap her up and take her to the, the, the temple of Diana and we'll never see her again and she'll be raised to be a tr- prostitute. Can you imagine living in a society like that? So the mind of these people in Rome was abnormal. It was abnormal. And you and I don't know, because see, we think the first Baptist church and then there was the 37th Baptist church. and I mean, we think there, there's good uh, organizations, but that they didn't exist. They did, they, they, the society was darkened. I, I have a, a friend, his name is Jeremy, and uh, he's a firefighter. And, and as a teenager in high school, he was trained as a volunteer firefighter. And, and uh, he was trained that if somebody was trapped in a house that was burning, that he would go in and he would get them out of being trapped and save their lives. They didn't do that stuff in Rome. They didn't do it in Rome. Oh, well, it's time for them to die. 
This is all introduction. Y'all understand it. We're not quite to the message yet, so hold on. So, so that's why I say to you, as a born-again Christian, if Jesus Christ lives in your heart, when God, I, I need to emphasize this, when God says something to you, when he says, you need to say something to this person, you need to say it. Because you're the light of the world. Who else in our society, who are people going to listen to in our society? With all of the televangelists that exist on the radio and on, on IHOP, not IHOP, that's a restaurant. <laughs> on, whatever it is. Where, where anyone, all the preachers that are on uh, videos, they have their own video, that computer place. Did you know that all the people that listen to them are only a fraction of the people in the world? So guess what? Guess what? That's why I say to you, you need to tell people when the Holy Spirit leads you, do not, do not make it something on the list that you check out. Well, I witnessed today. I witnessed it. No, no, no. You may not witness for three weeks, but then all of a sudden God says you need to say something. And you don't need to be theological. You need to be you. Jesus set me free of sin and death. It won't happen that frequently unless he calls you to. He doesn't call everybody to. Why? Because we live in a world of darkness. Now, God has called me to go into dark places and pull people out. And you need to know how to go into the dark place. Now, I'm not saying everybody's going to be called to this because they're not. But I need to explain to you the concept because we got to get into this. And, and, and what Paul is doing here in chapter 1, Paul was saying, you're in a dark place. Back in uh, um, Isaiah 50, 55 or 56, he says, the people in darkness have seen a great light. Guess what that great light is? You. It's you. Why is it you? Because Jesus Christ lives inside of you. I'm sure glad Greg's here. I would have been scared if the other, if he'd have been gone. All the elders would have been gone. So the light in Greg is different than the light in Dave. And the light in Dave is different than it is in Patrick and in Caleb and our children. Why is it different? The reason it's different is because we all are in darkness in a different way. And Jesus has set you free from your darkness. Jesus has set you free from your death. 
And that's what he's doing here. He's saying, look, you all come from a society that is utterly dark. As a result of of this dark society, this is what happened in verse uh, 27. Men also abandoned natural relations with women and were inflamed with lust for one another. Now, we all, if, you're, if you have any reasoning processes at all, you know he's talking about homosexuality, okay, and perversion, sexual immorality at its highest, its most depraved nature. Men committed shameful acts with each other and received in themselves due punishment. He says, you know this. He's saying, you all know. And I'm going to tell you something that you need to understand about unsaved people because you've forgotten it. That a person who lives in sin and death lives under guilt. They don't know that's what it is. They feel pressure. They feel something inside of them. It is, it is agony. It is misery. It, it causes them to feel horrible inside. They do not know that. But those people who live in sin and death, in this kind of behavior, any kind of lostness, they are in misery. They're terribly miserable. Agony is it. And if you know what agony is, agony is what you feel just before you die. Without Christ. They won't let you sit with them, will they? <laughs> My grandson was watching you play today. Did you see him? Ezra just watched him. That's called comic relief because what I'm talking about is so intense. You know that, don't you? What they're doing to unborn babies today, I could tell you what they're doing. Some of you have read it. But when people read it and they don't know it, they cry. (coughs) And I said... uh, can you witness to this person? I, I asked you, can you witness? Can you tell them what Jesus set you free from? So here's what Paul's doing. Come here, Isaac. Come up here. Come up here. I'm not going to hurt you. Okay. Now I want you, I want you to act, act like you're in darkness. Act real sad. Act like you're full of anxiety. That's good. So Paul has led the Romans to the Lord. And they live in darkness. And Paul was the light. And he's saying, come on, follow me. Take a step. Just take a Good, good. Go. Come on, take another step. And he keeps going. And he learns more about the light as he walks in the light. That's in the scripture, you know. And he starts walking and he finally goes and he lets go of his Paul's hand and he goes on and follows the Lord. That's what he's doing in Romans, right? You can go sit down now. <laughs> Give me a hand. 
You don't have to have the answers. Jesus does. You don't even need to understand what's going on. Jesus does. You don't even need to understand what the darkness is. Jesus does. Remember, he died. And he rose again on the third day. And he conquered death. He put it under his feet. He has dominion over it. Paul preached that truth to the Romans. And they're getting saved. And so now, book of Romans was written to people who are coming out of paganism and learning to walk in the light. Verse 28. He said, now listen, you guys, when you gave your heart to the Lord, the reason you got into shape, like into the situation like you did, was that you did not... Remember back here, he says that you, you knew the truth of God and you saw it in nature and you did not listen to it. You listened to the philosophies of the world and you got tangled up in the philosophies and they put you in bondage and death rules your life. And that's what he's saying. And when that happened... You did not think it worthwhile to retain the knowledge of God you saw in nature. These, these people who say, I worship God in nature, they're still going to hell. Why? Because Jesus Christ revealed himself after nature. And they don't. And so God did what? He gave them over to depraved minds. What's a depraved mind? A mind that does what it wants to and not what God says. That's what a depraved mind is. It does what it wants to. Like unforgiveness and bitterness. Do, do you understand? And they have become filled with every kinds of wickedness. Now remember, that refers back over here to verse 18. Remember, godlessness is the philosophy of the world, the flesh, and the devil, which does not, does not acknowledge God. And the behavior is wickedness. Okay? It's wickedness. Wickedness is behavior that is godless in nature. And we're going to talk about that. He talks about every kind of... Now he begins to define it. I could preach a message on the three types of wickedness. Evil, greed, and depravity. But Paul's trying to tell him, this is why... When you walk with Jesus Christ, remember, he's written this letter because he wants to go to them because they're struggling. They have questions about their faith. I've never had to live this way. I feel conviction. I feel this. And Paul's writing, the reason you do is you were raised in darkness, walked in darkness. Now you came to Jesus and you need to learn how to walk in the light. That's what he's talking about here.
He said, you're full of envy. Did he say you're living in the sin of envy? Did he say that right there? No, he says you're full of envy. He means that you have been taught by the world, the flesh, and the devil to live in envy. What else are you living in? Murder, strife, deceit, malice. He doesn't stop it. It hurts, doesn't it? I remember being... I I had... I was in my licentient... I don't know if I pronounced that, but I was a licensed pastor and I had malice in my heart. And I knew it. Because I was mad at people. That's malice. If you're married, you have malice. Because of the pain you're in. You have to learn forgiveness. So I was in that. And I was like the Romans. I needed to learn how to walk in righteousness. So he said, this is in you. Greed. I mean, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. He said, and that behavior became gossip, slanderers, God-haters, Insolent, arrogant, boastful. So he said, these things that are in you cause you to live this way. That's what he's saying to these Roman people. These poor people don't know how to live in Christ. Let's go back. Why don't you tell people what Jesus has done for you? When Jesus prompts you, why don't you? It's because the church has confused you. (laughs) Do you believe that? Church has confused you. Will you forgive me for confusing you? You need to be led by God's Spirit. If he says to, do it. If he doesn't say to, you're okay. But in your heart, you've got to do it if he tells you to. If, he, if you don't hear anything, you're off the hook. How's that sound? That's West Virginia. If you don't hear anything from, from God, you're off the hook. But if he says something to you, you need to do it. Even if it scares you to death. They invent, invent ways of doing evil. I, I just... You would never believe just in abortions if I tell you they, they, uh, I, I can't tell you. It's so bad. But they invent ways of doing it. And then they sell the body parts. Back in the 80s, a baby's head was worth $1,000. Do you know that? That's as far as I'll go. I'll be quiet. It's bad. They invent ways of doing They disobey their parents. Where are we in society? 
You know where we're at in society? People that gave their heart to the Lord, they went to a church, they had four, five, six kids, three kids, however they are. They raised their children in the church, and the children have denied God and are now pursuing occultic relationships with the enemy. That's what it means by disobey your parents. It's not talking about watching uh, Bart Simpson. It's worse than that. And the parents prayed for these kids, but they disobeyed their parents. I let, verse 31, you need to underline this. It says, they have no understanding. You know what that means? I used to not understand what that meant. But when somebody says to me, when I'm teaching them a biblical concept, they'll say, I'm confused. Do you know what that confusion is? No understanding. What does it mean? That, that truth, here's their brain. See it? Wait a minute. You see his brain? Her brain? Their brain? And I tell them of spiritual principle, and there's a stronghold here, and it bounces off that stronghold, and it doesn't get to their brain, and they say, I'm confused. It's because something of what they've heard is contradictory to the lies of the world, the flesh, and the devil. Did you know that? That's what goes on. I'm explaining to you a biblical principle, not psychology. No fidelity. When, uh, when Jeannie and I were young, um, it was taught everywhere that marriage was the most valuable institution on earth. I mean, it was, you know, there weren't a lot of marriages that were happy, but there was a lot of marriages. But now you change partners all the time. No fidelity. What does it mean to be fidelity, full of fidelity? No love. That word's agape, not philos. It's not eros. It's agape. What's that mean? Unconditional love. No mercy. If you don't love me the way I want you to love me, and if you don't care for me the way I want you to care for me, I hate you. That's, that's what I hear all the time. Although they knew God's righteous decrees, that's referring back Back in verse 18. Not fit, no, on down here. 18, 19. Where the, the invisible qualities of God. So that's referring back to that. Because what God is right, what God does is right. Uh, you can plant a seed in the ground and it will produce something. You can plant a flower, it will produce a flower. 
That's, that's righteousness. That's the way things run. Do you realize that if that did not happen, the chaos that would be in the world? You'd plant the sugar beets and you'd get corn? I mean, what? Okay. I'm preaching to you all. Do you need to pray for me? Okay, so... Although they, they know God's righteous decrees that those who do such things to deserve death, they not only continue to do these things, but they also approve of those people who do them. So, so we need to take Isaac's hand and lead him out of darkness. I've done that several times. Every now and then, every now and then, people walk back into darkness. Why? Because the concepts inside of them um, have been overridden by the philosophies of the world. So we're, we're in Lent right now. And what is Lent? Lent is a time where we um, confess our sin. When we live a repentant life, guess what happens? We place the things that we live in that are keeping us from God under the feet of Jesus. Under the blood of the Lamb. Something happened. Okay? And so we repent so that I can be closer to God and so that I can be closer to one another. Now we're going to have foot washing service on Monday, Thursday. The... uh, Living Water United Brethren Church has an excellent room to do it in. It's just the right size. We can get 50 people in it. Okay? It's on Monday, Thursday. It'll be at 7 o'clock. You can bring your corny feet, your wrinkled feet. I only have to bring one. (laughs) Whoever washes my feet only has half the job to do. You can bring your ugly feet. You can bring your feet to get that you laugh while, uh, while people touch them. It doesn't matter. This is an act of obedience so that we can be closer together. The church does not celebrate unity in Christ, and we need to do that. Okay? That's what Monday, Thursday is for. Between now and then, we're supposed to repent so we'd be closer to God and closer to our brothers and sisters in the Lord. You wouldn't believe the unforgiveness in the body of Christ. Sorry. It needs to be dealt with. Do you have anything else to say, Caleb? No? Come on. 
What's that? And the song would be wonderful. A song would be. Please stand. I want to pray for you. You, you live in an era in America. See, when the pilgrims came, America was a dark place. Okay? You understand that. Don't, I don't care what anybody else says. America was in a dark place. The people in Virginia who came 13 years before the pilgrims and the people that came with the pilgrims, they were people who wanted a country where they can freely worship God. And they prayed and they worked and they asked God to grant them that and it became a place of light. We now have reverted back to darkness. The only hope is not for a right president or a wrong president. Our hope is only in Jesus. We need to live a repentant life. We need to seek God. We need to seek Him. We need to say, God, what do you want me to be? So I want to pray for you that if God wants you to repent of something, you will listen. If he wants you to give something up, like bitterness, hatred, anger, give it up. Even if you don't understand it, give it up. Lord, I'm an angry person. I don't know why, but I give you this anger, you know? Father, God bless these people. These are your people. Your spirit dwells in them. Please move. Please touch them. Please fill them. Guide them and direct them. Let us walk out of darkness. You don't care how dark it is around us. It doesn't matter to you. All you need is for them to say, for me to save, for we to say, lead us out of this darkness. Make sense, God. I do not understand what I need to. In Jesus' holy name, amen.